Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's Royal Visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo! Britton Allen and the master himself, Mike Virginia, live Blotso Podcast, 2L2Z. Utah! We're here on a Friday live. You're watching. Get in the live stream. Get your questions answered. We're talking 2024 Fantasy Baseball Draft Prep Part 2. Utah! That's right. Give me two. Give me two. Uh, Mike, it is now March 1st. We are here. We are on the precipice of the final stretch of the draft season. I'm stoked. I'm fired up. We're going to cover a lot of ground, just like we did in Part 1, which I thought was a great show, a very useful show for everybody who's fired up for draft season. But uh, where are you at right now? I mean, we got TGFBI underway. The Palazzo Podcast Invitational is rolling along. I think we're still trying to fill League 3 for those who want to join. But uh, where are you at right now? Yep, currently in the draft with uh, the, our Palazzo Podcast Invitational and then also TGFBI. Those uh, drafts are ongoing. And actually, my pick is coming up soon. And I don't want to spoil. Hopefully, we're able to get my pick live on air about who I'm taking next because I think it will be a He's in my queue. Uh, okay. But yeah, I got I got three drafts coming up next next in the next couple of weeks. One of them being my home league, which starts next Sunday. So uh, I am pumped. Britain, I know you love draft season as much as anybody. It's all downhill from here, right? Yeah, it's all downhill. I've I've been drafting <laughs> like crazy, and there are spring training games on. You flip on MLB Network, you can see you know the. The, the bench player that's never going to play hit, and then you can see Fernando Tatis hit. You never know what you're going to get, but I love seeing baseball. Uh, it's in Arizona where you know the the, the Cactus Games are. They're obviously the Florida Games too, and the Grapefruit League. But man, it's exciting. It's I know it's just spring training and it's exhibition, but it does get the juices flowing to see baseball. Ooh, yeah, get those juices flowing. That's putting it mildly. Well, Joe's here in the chat. If you don't know, Joe Orico, check out Joe. He's at Sports Ethos Fantasy MLB today. Good stuff. Joe, what's up, dude? That's well, right. Joe. I mean, you're a handsome devil yourself. Don't sell yourself short. You're a tremendous slouch. All right. So today we've got a lot of ground to cover, so we might as well fire up the business time and get into the events of the day around here. Palazzo Podcast, two wheels. Utah. Two Zs. I'm really excited. You know, last night I did a show with Russell Withers, which was great, and I was able to make my TGFBI pick live on the air in that moment, and we got to go over who was available and, you know, was it the right choice? I ended up, guys, I ended up taking Josh Young. Agree or disagree, Josh Young? I think we talked about it in last uh, last week's podcast. Uh, the calf has me a little worried, but if he can get past it, I love that pick. And if, if he's able to stay healthy, um, 
I got to love that Texas Ranger lineup. So uh, I like it, but hopefully the uh, the calf is not uh, popping up for him uh, in in the season. What about you, Britton? I love Josh Young. That's Young J U N G. And I don't know if y'all knew this, his great, great, great grandfather from Sweden, the famous philosopher, psychiatrist, Carl Jung, who wrote Dream Analysis. Are you bullshitting me? 100% true. true? Uh, Everything I say on this podcast, uh, Mike's, when I signed the employment contract, if you read the fine wow, print, everything dude. must be a hundred percent true. So clearly it is. Yeah, go look at Carl Jung again, J U N G, a pioneer in his psychoanalysis field, much like uh, Freud, Nietzsche, those folks. And this is his great, 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 great grandson. So obviously, you need to bet on some Jung. <laughs> wow, I'm a therapist. I didn't know that. That's fun. Now I'm even happier. That Josh Young is on my squad. And, Ar- and, and archetypes and dream uh, interpretation, very important player in the world of dream interpretation. So so you go, Josh. <laughs> and everybody left. Okay, so thanks for being here. We are going to do so much today, and I'm so excited about it. You know, I got Tout Wars coming up for me. There's some Tout Wars drafts that went down. In fact, uh, I believe Joe, who's in the live chat there, Joe Rico, who you should be following, Joe Rico on Twitter, Joe Rico 99, I think off the top of my head. Uh, he just did a Tout Wars live draft for one of those things. There's a lot of different drafts for Tout Wars. There's also labor. These are generally filled with people who are known as public. Oh boy! Ed, it looks <laughs> like Michael Govier, Michael Govier has talked himself off the podcast somehow with some technical difficulties, but no worries. Mike V and I are here to keep keep the show going. Um, hey, since we're on like important news, that was very nice. Uh, did, did you kick yourself off? What happened there? No, it was fucking Chrome crashed. This is shit. I, Streamart Chrome, get your shit together right now, okay? Listen to I me. Been doing this for four plus years. I've never had problems. What the hell? This is a new computer too. And now I don't have a green. Sc- I have a green screen, but it looks yeah. like it's just green. Boo! I think Carl Young's ghost came in and and, and deleted <laughs> you for for your unkind words about his legacy. But you know, we were talking news, and isn't the biggest news Ronald Acuna's knee? Have you all read oh, about this? Oh god! I did. I did see that. Fire up the Michael Govier uh, screaming video from three or four years ago. Ronald, Ronald, absolute Acuna. classic. All right. So, even in spring training games, they issue. Hey, Mike, Mike Govier. I've never asked you for anything in my life. I'm going to ask one thing today. Let's sure. not do that drop anymore. I mean, seriously, <laughs> it's the worst. It's supposed to anyway, be the worst. So, it's hell on earth. It is so terrible to listen to. But Gilbert anyway, Godfrey's so, a national treasure, though. Rest in peace, Gilbert Godfrey. So Ronald Acuna Jr. was on the lineup sheet, and I know this because of some gambling. He was on the line, the official lineup card at MLB.com. He was a late scratch because he was having sore knee discomfort, which, as you recall, kept him out of a season with a uh, MCL tear. 
And uh, of course, they play it down. No big deal. No big deal. But I mean, it's a big deal. So uh, Ronald Acuna, the best player in fantasy baseball, is having already a grouchy knee in spring training. Uh oh. Ooh, I'm uh, not worried about it at all. You know, yeah. Two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. He'll be fine. This will be a distant memory. Say, yeah, Snicker, Snicker did say that if it was a regular season game that he would have played. They're just being extra cautious uh, with his knee. But to Britain's point, if it's already given him issues, and I think he injured it, he or may have tweaked it uh, in a rundown, if I if I recall on the report. Is that right? I don't yes. know. I'm distracted by the fact that I can't have a green screen virtual background. Thanks a lot, Google Chrome, the StreamYard. Shit! Listen, last year, there was moments in the season. We can look up the tweets, guys. Ronald Acuna Jr. had a couple knee moments last year that, oh, no, every time because he actually tore his ACL once. Every time we hear anything with his knee now, we're going to the worst-case scenario. I don't think this is anything to worry about. I really don't. Wait. Fade, fade Ronald Acuna. Yep. Get the hell <laughs> Spencer out Strider, number one. <laughs> I did draft Spencer Strider with my first pick in GGFBI. So he is a... Ooh. I took... Uh, I got him and Yuri Perez as my top two starters. And I, I mean, I feel good about it. Those guys can throw some gas. Oh, God. Yuri Perez. Here we go again. Uh-oh. Well, he's this coming up later in the show. This even started. He's coming up later in the show. Hang on. All right. Let's, let's get through this business so we can get on with the... Events of the day, like Ronald Acuna's knee, which is not important. All right, so make sure you guys connect with us on the Discord. The description has the link, every single video we have. I've also started doing some uh, bonus videos. With One of them was Draft This Dude, Trey Cabbage. That's right, I did that one last week. And I did another one the other day, Justin Steele versus Cole Reagan. So... We're going to be doing more of those. We also dropped a few of our player battles from our last draft prep episode, which we talked about Jordan Walker versus Evan Carter. You guys remember that one? And uh, the other one was Zach Geloff versus Matt McClain, who I also drafted on that TGFBI team. I'm happy to take Matt McClain at a discount. People are worried about the you know initial injury he's had right now, but he should be fine. You know, I'm not sweating that. So make sure you check all that out. And Mike's got some shit that's dropping today. Mike, fill us in. Yeah, I the long awaited. I've been talking about it for about a month now. I finally got to it, and um, who cares? It should be out later today. It's uh, my must-have guys at each position, which I spent some good time with, um, and they aren't they aren't guys that are in the you know first top six rounds. I think one guy is. Everybody else is outside pick one hundred or so. So, huh. um, guys that I think can help your fantasy teams, and um, I'm excited about it because I'm going to be dropping a little bit of a snippet as I talked about last show. A little bit of a snippet on a couple guys. Uh, maybe we'll even get into them later today in the show. I do love snippets. I mean, I think we all do. Anybody who loves fantasy baseball, you love a good snippet, like a Roto World snippet, or maybe a quick mm-hmm. NFB snippet on the side scroll of your screen on your homepage. Love snippets. That sounds great. So, yeah, get on there. Dive into the Patreon. It's a good time. We had some new subs this week, so that's great. Great to have you people aboard, and we'll have more content. Some of it's free, too. And the Patreon, we do offer people who want to support us pay for the Patreon. But there's a lot of times where a lot of the articles and stuff are made free because it's still a website, which you can just host things on. So make sure people are aware of that. And with Mike's stuff, that's something I want to give the masses a little taste of for sure. For sure. For show, okay. Second out of nine. All right, uh, and then there's uh, blah, blah, well, I don't work at FTN anymore, so there's no groom with Govier that needs to be deleted. Bye bye, wee, 
but I still support FTN. I love FTN Fantasy. Vlad, Eric Cross, everybody who works there, Lucas, great people. These people know what they're doing. So make sure you check out FTNFantasy.com. they got a great crew there. And the Plaza Podcast Invitational, we're taking sign-ups still. Come on now. we got to fill seven leagues this year. I know we can do it. I, I feel like the draft buzz for fantasy baseball is as big as it's been in the last five years. People are pumped. People are excited about fantasy baseball. Uh, I dropped my new song today in the spirit of the season, and that's been a big hit. Everybody seems to be enjoying that. It's a celebration of the most wonderful time of the year, and that's what this is, draft season. So sign up for the Palazzo Podcast Invitational. $50, 50 rounds of draft heaven. No in-season responsibilities outside of setting your lineups. That's it. That's all you got to do. So I really, really encourage those that have never tried it. I mean, Britton, you love drafting holds. Tell people why it's awesome. Well, it's fifty rounds, so you <laughs> get into all. the you get into the Trey Cabbages of the world. You know, you get into uh, <laughs> I want I want Brian Ramos in every single draft and hold league in round forty nine. He's a triple A player for Chicago White Sox. Like that's the kind of stuff that that if you if you want to get deep into it, that's it. You know, Brian Ramos, you're never going to draft him in a you know twelve team redraft somewhere, but. You know that's that's the that's the draft and hold. You, you know you take your shots and you take those crazy late late flyer guys that you love. You know, and um, sometimes it works, most of the time it doesn't. But when it works, it feels pretty good. So yeah, draft and hold is is one of my favorites. And you know at, at NFBC you can do the fifties, which it's a fifty dollar entry fee. It's twelve teams, but it's a full blown you know fifty round draft and hold. I love those. Those are a lot of fun. So, you know, if, in Draft Champions is $150 if you want to try one of those, because if you win the league, you get a thousand bucks, and that's nice. So, you know, okay. Yeah, I like the drafting holds. What do y'all think? But make sure you sign up for the Plotsville Podcast Invitational in particular, because it's only 50 bucks. That's putting it mildly. That's the way to be, right? Yes. Heck yeah. Put, the link is in the bio and in the live chat. You can copy and paste that link, sign up now. There might be some states where people are going to be like, oh, you can't play. So, I. I can't dissect all that because it's just too stupid, and it shouldn't be that way. You could, you could bet right now on DraftKings in every state, but for some reason you can't play fantasy sports everywhere. It's just the dumbest. It doesn't make any sense at all. Okay, and then finally, the YouTube channel on a quest for a thousand. Uh, we just cracked six thirty. That's exciting. We're making progress. We've seen a nice bump in the preseason here for the YouTube channel, and I want to thank you guys for signing up and liking the videos, blah blah blah, subscribing, yeah 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 yeah. You know how that goes. Okay, thank you. So. Botch. All right. There's the business of the day. So now we can finally move into the meat of this wonderful show, the Plotso Podcast 2Ls. Utah. 2Zs. Give me two. With leading off. Okay. We always give you the first catch of the day. Our first catch of the day. All right. So, gentlemen. Got some real good stuff here. And I feel like, Mike, did you do this? Did you do this doozy? Give me the doozies. Come on. Go ahead. Lay it on me. Well, before before we get into some of these, uh, some news here, uh, I, I wanted to ask both of you guys your opinions, especially for those who may be new to fantasy baseball. Um, so maybe this is coming to our professional development segment here a little bit. But how much weight or stock do you guys put into spring training games with both hitters and pitchers? Um you know, if they have or if their velocity's down or they're not hitting well or whatever it may be, how much weight or stock do you guys put in that when you go to into draft season? Go ahead, Britton. Start with you, buddy. 
none, none. Uh, if, if if they're veterans, I, I don't care. Um, we talking about it, it, it doesn't practice. matter. Practice. Uh, the only thing that matters is injuries, and as long as they you're going through spring training, if you you know if you're I don't know, Raphael Devers, and you went 0 for 4, 0 for 4, 0 for 4 in a spring training. I don't care. You're, you're, you're going to, you're, he's, he's fine, you know. Uh, but, you know, you look for injuries, and that's the, that's the thing, especially with pitchers. You know, if, if they're scheduled to start and they got to, you know, have uh, elbow soreness, I'm like, oh, no, you know, something, something like that. But, no, I don't pay any attention to that other than injuries. About a nine on the tension scale, Rope. Uh, for me, uh, spring training, it's just a fun time. It's practice. We're talking about down. practice. It's a good time to just get your reps in, get your velocity up in time for opening day. Pitchers, of course, and batters, get your timing down, get back in the groove, live pitching, real time. You need as much of it as you can. There's nothing more pointless than an eighth-inning home run in spring training. There just isn't. I mean, it doesn't mean it could be somebody who's never going to make the squad who's throwing trash right down the middle. And you got, I posted about that last week. Be aware, okay? Late inning home runs, like seventh, eighth, ninth inning, I don't care about at all. Even if it's from a big prospect name, check who's on the mound, okay? I've been doing the spring training daily for our Patreon recently. So every day I go through all the box scores and I throw out a few gems. Hey, look at this. You know, Eric Sogard hit a home run the other day. Eric fucking Sogard? (laughs) Dude, that says it all. I mean, that's fun. That'll, like, get our attention enough so we can get through the day because in America it's a slog of epic proportions where we're just trying to survive and we need more distractions than ever. So I get it. I'm just like you. Trust me. But I I love your spring training notes. Uh, Obviously, I'm on uh, Patreon. The the notes are really interesting and really cool. It's, It's fun to read, so I encourage people to... You know, sign up and, and go check those out. It's really cool. Britain, Britain still forgets that he's actually a part of Palazzo sometimes. He's still just a fan. I love it, Britain. You're the best. Okay, man. Yeah. Round of applause, Britain. Oh, Twitter. Twitter, actually, I was first made aware now. We can call it, instead of saying, used to be known or formerly known as Twitter. We just call it Twitter X, like Russell taught me last night. Follow up on Twitter, 2Ts2Ls. Follow Mike Virginia, underscore Mike VA. Yeah, and I want to chime in on the on the on the spring training. I'm with you guys. I don't put a whole lot of stock into it, but nothing chaps my ass when I hear reports about like so and so's fastballs down by like two or three miles per hour. Uh, I want to make it known if you've never actually played the game for, for to that as well, and you don't have to necessarily have played baseball at a high level to understand this, but especially in Pony. the first coming weeks. Yeah, that's 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 fine. In spring training games, these guys are not going out to look out to gas out uh, in the in the first couple of, of games that they're that they're pitching. A lot of the times, it's location. They're working on things. It's just like an extended practice, right? So if they get shelled, um, I believe Eduardo Rodriguez actually got lit up the other day. Oh um, no! no. Yeah. I actually, did much, a showdown so much, him last night. Oh, did you? Yeah, too much weight in stock gets into the MPHs, and you know, uh, you know his his changeup that he's been working on got they got killed. Yeah, we know <laughs> it's like the first or second start of this season for him. So that's putting a lot of the times this too is I obviously like it and for a little bit for hitters if they're having a hot spring because maybe that carries over into the regular season. But as we all know, Trey Turner had a great WBC and had oh a terrible. Oh boy, we're never going to hear the end of this, are we? You're going to hold You're on never, to this for like never. the next five years. We do a show in five years. Mike's going to bring that up. I guarantee it. For us. You, you know what spring either. training is? It's the the spinach artichoke dip of your meal. You know. <laughs> 
it's like it's like you're okay it's fine it's creamy and you know it's it's kind of good but you want the steak you know and we're going to get the steak but you just got to hang out for a minute eat your spinach artichoke dip from red lobster it's rob lobster fest not a sponsor but go check it out and you know and that's what it is and but the best part about spring training for me guys and i would like to hear your opinion too is I like to see the James Woods of the year, you know, these young, exciting players just coming into, you know, major league camp and just killing it. And I don't think he's going to make the team on opening day or anything, but he might on a team like Washington. He might, you know, so I, I, think, that's, that. I think, yeah, I think that's fun. Who, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, who's doing You seeing this? Yeah, I see the thumbs up on your screen. I'm not making that. How's that happening? Look, I just gave a thumbs up on the screen. I told you, man, Carl Young doesn't appreciate being degraded uh, out there. That was bizarre. Well, I, someone's controlling us now. Sorry about that. Okay. Anyways, you're what, listening right. to this means nothing to you. Let's let's dive into the other news real quick. So there we it is! Get into there the, it is! Into the show. Look at that! <laughs> see? Did you see that? I did. Britain, did you see that? that it's a, that it's a haunted thumbs up. Mike V. What the shit? Oh, my God. Okay, this is so bizarre. Sorry. Go on. Please. Jesus. Real quick, I'm going to get through some of these. Henderson took uh, live batting practice today with a oblique. I think that's scaring some people off. Uh, he said he should be back in three to four days, so it doesn't sound like that's a major injury there. Um, uh, Matt Brash has an elbow inflammation per his uh, oh, MRI. Oh, God. Who cares? But he's cleared, he's cleared to play catch. He's He should be fine. Uh, Brandon Marsh is taking batting practice, which Ooh. is obviously good. And then here's one that I, I'm interested to hear y'all's take on. Justin Verlander has had some shoulder issues, uh, scheduled to throw a bullpen on Sunday. Are you in or out on the 40 year old Justin Verlander this season? Is the stock falling enough maybe where you might be interested in taking him or does a shoulder bother you? I'll uh, jump in real quick right here and say this. Cause I just did this in the TGFBI draft round 10, nine. And I could have selected Justin Verlander. There he was, sitting right there. But instead, Britain, I chose Carlos Rodon. I did. I'm like, you know what? I'd rather go with the potential here of Rodon, who, if he's okay and healthy, can absolutely surpass what Verlander could offer this year in terms of Ks. But, you know, maybe the ratios still favor Verlander. Uh, what say you? I'm a totally out on Verlander. Ooh. Much, you know, all due respect to him and his career. This is the downfall. I mean, you know, this is you're in the bunker in Berlin and the Russian army is 200 yards down the street. Like it, there, it's not coming back for Vivid. Justin Verlander. I, I would steer clear. Uh, I do like Carlos Radon, um, you know, to have kind of a bounce back this year. But yeah, I would, I would look anywhere else. I would, I would pick up like a, like a second catcher or something before I <laughs> Justin Verlander. Like, I mean, I think he'll have some good starts, but yeah, I think it's 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 uh, it's the twilight for uh, Mr. Verlander. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Father Time is undefeated, but plays on a good team in Houston. Maybe his draft uh, stock falls a little bit, and maybe in you know a couple of my drafts, maybe he falls uh, further down that list where I might be interested in taking him. But I'm with you guys. That sounds like it's a uh, it's a, a three outs on Justin Verlander. Hit the lock it in button. Also, uh, this is brought to you by Palazzo Podcast. This is Ed 209, the future of law enforcement in old Detroit. You must rate and review the Palazzo Podcast with five-star rating. You have 20 seconds to comply. Don't forget to rate us five stars. Thank you. Was Ed that the ghost of... I think that was Robocop. That, that was Ed 209 from Robocop. 
Robocop. He did. A I think that was Re- that was Robocop two, not Robocop one. No, that one. was a, that was the Robocop first one. Two. That was the first one. No, Robocop it, two is a. Uh, uh, what's that guy's name? Kane. Peter yeah, Kane. Kane is two. Who's got nuke? He loves huffing down the nuke drug, which is delicious, apparently. So, <laughs> anyways, thanks Ed two hundred nine for supporting the show. Make sure you guys, uh, if you've ever seen RoboCop and you don't comply, uh, it doesn't end well. So please five star review the show. Thank you. All right, do we want to get into the sell the farm ray? <laughs> Where are we? What happened? I just derailed the show with Ed two hundred nine. Thanks. There's a, uh, there a movie called Funny Farm starring Chevy Chase that yes! was hilarious. Yellow Dog. Hell with his tail getting burned by the was. fire. It is hilarious. The That's the mailman, the asshole mailman of all asshole mailmen. Yeah, it's the and best. Then, and then when he learned there was money in it, he came in sober with like a necktie and said, <laughs> he had like a Scottish accent or something. It was like, and a Merry Christmas to you and your family, sir. <laughs> when he tried to kill him the other day. That's a great movie. Dude, last night, by the way, if you didn't, I haven't posted the podcast form, but the YouTube video is live on our YouTube channel, Plotso Podcast. Who else do you Utah and Russell Withers last night? So good. He crushed Britton Allen last night with a top five Wes Anderson movies. Britton, if you've not seen that yet, you're going to have to get your ass on there because Russell, Russell, not only did he give his top five Wes Anderson movies, and don't even try to get a fight started here, Mike. I'm not going to do that. But I will say he also did his favorite quotes from each one and then acted them out. It was just, it was outstanding. Shout Wait, out to is Russell. This our buddy Russell Armchair. Uh, yeah, Russell? the one and Armchair only. Roto. Of course. Oh, you, hey, Mike Govier, I I watched that uh, the the pod you did with him. It was awesome. It, oh, okay, yeah. So yeah, did you was, catch that, that part? Awesome. Like the the sleepers and all that. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. The Wes but, Anderson list just for you. Good stuff. Yeah. Mm, no, we can talk. That's that's another another topic for another. No, day. we're not going to go down that road. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, we're going to stay away from that. So yes, let's uh, get into sell the farm ray, which we talk about. Hey, is it time to buy? No, it's time to sell. All right, all right, all right, all right. This is fascinating. It is. But yeah. the fact remains is that you don't have the money to bring the mortgage up to date, so, so you're sad. still going to have to sell. It would be sad if we didn't know. I'm how sorry, it Ray. We got no choice. So, what do we got? No choice on here, Mike. This is the injury edition. Uh, are you? Is it time to sell? Number one, Jazz Chisholm. Are you guys in or out on Mr. Jazz Chisholm? Sell. That's it. I, I'm done. Sell next. <laughs> Britton, what about you? I, I sell about his at his draft price. Um, he's an exciting player. He's kind of like Ellie De La Cruz, O'Neal Cruz, that, that kind of player. I wish Less power. You know, yeah. And th- what yeah. what you should do is you should get. Uh, Spencer Strider, uh, number one in the first round, and then draft Ellie Cruz, number two in the second, and then draft O'Neill Cruz, and you know yep. just draft all these super, you know, super high end fun players, and you know just you're going to finish first or last, one of those situations. And Jazz is <laughs> on too. I mean, he's I mean, never healthy, Mike. He's so inconsistent yeah. with the injuries. I think we talked about him last year on this show too, and I think it was I think it was me and Britain, or maybe it was me and uh, and, and Tyler London from Backpick. But um, I have always been I'm always out on Jazz. I'm with Britain. I like him; he's an exciting player. But I just I can't stay confident in the fact that he's not going to get hurt. He's he's always got something going on. He's an exciting talent. He's a 2020 floor guy every year. 
Um, but I just don't have any confidence that he can stay healthy. So I am also out on, uh, on Jazz Chisholm. But I would be really, really interested. And I'm, I'm not hoping that he gets injured this year by any means. Uh, but I'm, I'm really interested to see what he looks like for a full season. Well, that's the thing. I have a pre-kind of package bias, right? I've never, never. Uh, Chad says Jazz is a fusion of Lou Bob and Buxton. Uh, yeah, it's hard to argue that. But I've never drafted Jazz Sizzle. Not once. In any time yeah. I could have drafted him over the last couple of years. I've always stayed away. I've never liked the skill set enough because he doesn't provide a batting average I would need from a guy like him who doesn't give you a ton of power. He gives you some steals, but then he can't stay on the field. There's just so many negatives yeah. where I've never regretted not drafting him. I really haven't. This could be the year, though. It could finally change because a guy can be an injury risk until he isn't. That's true. His name Chad is Brock- Jazz. What's <laughs> such a I great mean? Name. What, what do you? There, there's no coming back from that. Like he's he's an exciting young player, but like you like you said, he's he's so injury prone that you, you can't do it. But remember when Jazz was um, playing. Um, uh, uh, Jacob Degrom and Degrom threw a like a 101 mile heater up high and Jazz yeah. hit it and literally knocked it out of the park and Degrom kind of looked at it was like, huh, how did that just happen? <laughs> like <laughs> Jazz Chisholm Jr. has these moments of extreme excitement and fun, but uh, you know at the end of the day if they make him play in the outfield running around there, you know, you know lunging, bumping, hitting walls, like that's not going to work. If if they had kept him at second base, uh, yeah, that would have been this, – this would be a whole different story for him, I think, in my opinion. Yeah, I tried to show – we had a great – Jazz is a part of our little gallery of players below here, but we're – I'm blocking him right now. So I tried to focus on Britton Soley, which – look at that. Yeah, oh, there he is. Hey. There he is right there. See him? See Jazz's that oh. blue hair? His blue hair blends <laughs> in with the back. <laughs> the double finger guns. <laughs> That was, yeah, you were so funny, dude. All right, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I'm out on jazz as well. Uh, I just, I'm, I've never been, a, I've never been a fan of him, and I'm with Britain. I think you mentioned it earlier too. Is this his draft price is too high for me every year uh, to draft him? But speaking of draft price, I feel like this guy's draft price, the second guy here on this list. I got him actually in the Palazzo Podcast Invitational because he was so far down this effing list, and I needed an outfielder. So I ended up taking Mr. Byron Buxton of the Minnesota Twins. Oh, God. Okay. And I hated to do it, but at the time, his upside and where I got him in the draft, uh, it was just too good to pass up. What are your thoughts on Byron Buxton? Are you guys in or out? Is this the year that he puts it together? I'm 100% out. I'm Byron Buxton. No no offense, Mike V. He's turned into a power hitter. Like, he's not going to steal bases anymore. They've turned him into a power hitter. He's a UT-only guy. And maybe if they put him in the outfield, that's even worse. You know, well, they, he is coming back to the outfield this year. I mean, he's playing oh, outfield. No. Center field. I, I think they're doing that specifically because that last contract he signed was incentive laden. So they're like, okay, you go play outfield because we know you're not hitting any of those incentives if you're playing outfield. <laughs> right. Oh, and we just signed uh, or just traded for Manny Margot. You know, we've got Matt Walner. You know, they've, they, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I think Buxton is going to hit 25 home runs with a 240 average and. And, you know, maybe make it till about July 15th. And that's kind of it. Michael Govier, Byron Buxton, in or out? I've got a uh, audio response only. No verbal.
Shout out Can't Kill Bill, House of the Blue Leaves. <laughs> That's right. Can't do it. Can't do it. Yeah, uh, I'm never going to. I can't believe last year in my home league, BYB, 14-team head-to-head cats, 5 by 5 with OBP instead of average. Thank you. I chose to bring him in around the trade deadline, and that was so dumb. It was. He didn't do anything for me, offered me nothing. It was a waste of time. And all these years of evidence to the contrary, knowing that he does that, and there I was, still making the same mistakes. 2024! Michael Govier will not be making the same mistakes this year. You know, that's what they say the definition of crazy is. Keep doing yep. the same thing, expect a different result. That's Byron Buxton. Yeah, just draft well, James Woods instead, man. James Woods, I mean the guy from the hard way and any given Sunday, not James Wood, who's a really good hitter. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you guys on this one, too. I hate to be a, agreeing across the board here, but I did take Buxton just simply because of the fact of where his draft price was, and I liked him better than anybody else that was out, out there. If I can avoid him, I'm going to. Um, I do think, Britton, you have a you have a point there. When they, they brought in Manny Margot, I think he's going to spell him sometimes out in center field, and maybe Buxton uh, plays DH a little bit more. But they got Royce Lewis as well, who's going to need some of that DH time as well. So... Um, it's going to be uh, mental gymnastics uh, uh, for that head coach over there in Minnesota. So um, they're going we'll to run see. Buxton into the ground. They're going uh, to ground they him in the dust, and he's going to be like the Blues Brothers car when they drive up to the Cook County Assessor's office, and they just like okay, boom. All it's right, not Matt free Walner. upside. Yeah, yeah, it's not free upside though. That's what Chad's saying in the live chat. It's not free. I know it's cheap. Yeah, I get it. Okay. Fine. So maybe it's very, very modestly. Oh, Colson Montgomery. That's who we're taking instead. You just—he's. Are you guys just trying to get to Mike's heart so he'll post your live comments here? I draft. I draft. I drafted Colson Montgomery and Palazzo oh, too. Oh, good for you, buddy. Oh, wait. Here we go. Tim's here. What's up, Tim? What up, Stoked? I finally got a live show. And Tim, make sure you maximize your time here. Get your comments in while you're. Part of the show. We want to hear from you. What up, Tim? What up, Tim? Last one here. Mike Trout, in or out? Uh, I'm, I'm out. Um, you know, he hadn't played anywhere close to a full season in years. It sounds like he's kind of frustrated with the organization with some recent comments. Uh-oh. You know, I don't know. He's he's okay. Uh, would I rather have Christopher Morrell? Kind of. Kind of hate to say it. Hmm. Michael Govia? Think that over. I'm gonna let this song speak for me. This is for you, Tim. Mike Trout is a guy who has had all the talent in the world. Maybe he loves no effects, punk rock band from SoCal, you know? But in the end, Mike Trout's not a guy I can draft. He's a disaster. He's so talented. But his back is dying. His back is a permanent fixture of awfulness in his life. And it's never going to go away. I wish it would. I really do. But as long as that back is a problem, that's it. I'm telling Tim. That's for you, Tim. All right. So I'm not drafting Mike Ooh. Trout in 2024. So. Oh, Mike there. Trout signed card? <laughs> that's right. It, pain, it pains me to say this, Mike Trout. You're a great player. You're from New Jersey. That's interesting. But uh, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. You know, I'm going to go out and and this is one of my bold predictions, which I'll be also releasing as well here in the next in the next couple of weeks leading up to regular season. 
I think the Angels are going to be better than people think. I'm not saying they're going to win the division. I'm think I'm saying they're going to be better than people think. I don't I don't think they're going to be as bad with that people think with Otani gone now. I think they got a lot of young talent on that team with team Nolan Shaniel, Zach Neto. Um, maybe these guys um, play a little bit looser. You know who knows? Maybe they can maybe they can win win some games there. Um, but um, we'll see. But Mike Trout will obviously need to stay healthy for that to happen. Uh, I'm probably out on him as well. I, he burned me last year, so uh, I'm, I'm probably out. That was a freak accident with that hand thing. Didn't he break his hand swinging? I don't even think the ball even hit his Yeah, hand. that's how brittle he is. He's like peanut brittle, apparently. Although that was I'm, a hand injury, wasn't it? You know, the thing Look, is, yeah. that team's not, is that team won't be right. you think it is. That team won't be right till they get rid of Anthony Rendon. He literally is like a black curse cloud. Like, they have to go hire a voodoo some you know somebody to get to, to, to get that mojo off of them as long as we're assaulting yeah, people in the stands <laughs> and doing whatever he does <laughs> just like an albatross bring you know bringing everybody down uh yeah that unfortunately there's nowhere to go but uh yeah, yeah. zach nito's exciting nolan chanel he's going to bat lead off which is Kind of a good sleeper pick, like a first baseman batting leadoff or, or maybe second. I don't know. There's yep. some interesting things going on over there. Well, look, I, in the end, say no to the toe, says Uncle Ted. That's related to uh, Tim's comment about Aaron Judge's toe. The next Mike Trout back. Is that the case? Uncle Ted also has a hard on for Ron Washington. Ron Washington made Hamilton Acuna now has Trout game on. I if he had Trout five years ago, yeah, maybe he'd make him even better, but no. Also, this is random. Christopher Morell is just Wilmer Flores 2.0. Stop Boo. with this nonsense. Uh-oh. Chad Boo. Boo. Not cool, dude. Genius, genius, genius. You're going to get all in your face and point out your fault. And then uh, the YouTube certified mechanics here. Lip Chap Britain? Draft Baz post 230. I'm, I'm glad you reminded me. Hang on here. I got a fresh There it is. Guys. <laughs> No, no powder room in this draft podcast room. So that's putting it mildly. Straight up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Mike, I mean, Mike Trout's talented, Mike Virginia, but Mike Trout is declining a bit. If he has a bounce back season, it could happen. I'm not saying that. It's he's. I bet he averages like a home run every 11 at bats when he does play. Regardless, I do. But yeah, yeah. This this would be a good segue into our next bit here. But Mike Virginia or Mike Trout? Who are you taking there? Mike Virginia all day. I mean, the stock of Mike Virginia, it's just, it's like Bitcoin. It's like Ethereum. It's like crypto, man. It's just going through the roof right now. And that's where I want to be. Mike Virginia, Bitcoin. uh, Give me Mike VA all day long. Thank you, Jake. Thank you, Jake. Thank you. Most of all, it's quicker than Heinrich. Heinrich. There's no Heinrich. Sorry. Henrik. Sorry, Christopher. Rendon equals a garbage can. There you go. Yeah. Hot trash. All right, should we shoot? Should we do the two little mice segment? Ooh, one of my favorite segments. Also, don't forget, I mentioned this earlier in the show. Uh, this is a good time to uh, get a quick update from none other than the man himself, not Ed 209, but this is from Baltimore Podcast 2 else. Utah. Two Z's. Give me two. Theodore from Alvin and the Chipmunks. laugh but it's so dumb <laughs> i love it <laughs> that's a little spice 
Thank you, Theodore. I don't, I didn't know if we'd get Alvin. We got Theodore at least, you know. So I mean, that's, that's a good get. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it is a good get. Alvin was unavailable. <laughs> that's right. a good get. Oh, shit. Okay, yeah. It's time for Two Little Mice. Check out the video playlist featuring other Two Little Mice comparisons. There's 2024 draft prep showdowns between two players, one or the other. Who you got? Two little mice fell in a bucket of cream. That's right. So which mice, which mouse, sorry, that was plural, will you be? We got Evan Carter versus Jordan Walker. We've done the other ones. I did the Cole Reagan's Justin Steele one. I got a bunch more I'm going to be posting. I got a whole list, guys, of like, 30 of these I wrote down last night. So I'm not going to do all those on the show today, but there will be more. So. Well, hopefully some of these make it as well. But my first one up, and these guys are back-to-back in the first base rankings according to Fantasy Pros. Are you taking Vinny Pasquantino or Christian Encarnacion Strand? Britt Allen, we'll start with you. I'm going Vinny P, 1,000%. I follow him on X. He is a focused, <laughs> determined man because – only true things get posted on X. So <laughs> obviously course. I have a rare insight that his 12,000 followers also have an insight into. He's focused. He's going to be super talented. His name's Vinny. His last name starts with a P and a bunch of other stuff that I'm not quite familiar with, but he's Vinny P and he's going to be a, you know, one, two, three, four. He's going to be in the top four hitter of uh, Kansas City. And uh, I like uh, Christian Anderson, Stan Trend. He's cool. But but um, the whole Cincinnati infield situation, I'm a little concerned with. Uh, I'm not 100% sure about playing time. Well, where's Novi Marte? You know, where are they putting some other guys? I don't know. But Vinny P is assured a spot. So, look, they're both talented. I like them both. But Vinny P just by a hair. We missed Vinny P last year. Locked that in on you, by the way. I mean, you deserve that. Well said, Britton. Uh, Vinny P is a guy that was all the rage when he came up. Everybody was dying to see him come up and make his debut, and then he makes his debut, and then last year he has a season cut short. Only got a little bit of Vinny P. And a little Italian breakfast for you, but we were still hungry. Usually when you have an Italian breakfast, you should be full. And that was not the case last year. But the good news is that this year... I'm not Italian, by the way. I've just heard that. I've, what is an Italian breakfast, by the way, anyways? Does anyone I have know? no idea. You have to have sausage, obviously. Okay. Um, you like have to Italian have sausage? Italian sausage. You have to have oh, potatoes. <laughs> potatoes. <Is> that- potatoes. <laughs> potatoes with an E on the end. I'm, I'm, I'm talking like Forrest <laughs> Gump on a Friday, whatever. Is that, Are you like Dan Quayle trying to spell potato? That, you want yeah, to talk about data references. E. That is the most dated reference this show may have ever done so far. Go Tigers. Yeah, go Tigers. Anyways, Christian Acarnasio Strand got a little taste, hit 13 dongs in limited duty. The power we know is real, and of course he hits in a ballpark, the Great American Bozo Park, which is a great park for him. It's just awesome. And it seems like they want to play him. They want to get him on the field and use him more than some of the other dudes, which is a real mess. You know, anybody who has clarity on the Cincinnati Reds roster and who's playing and who isn't, they're kind of feeding you a line of shit because outside of a guy like like TJ Friedel, I, I love him. And I we know Britain, I mean, is like the TJ Friedel lover of the show. Oh, yeah. He's probably locked in and playing time. But even a guy like Jonathan India has fallen behind now and his foot's all screwed up now too. And I'm actually off of India. That's a side note. But for me, Mike, this is real tough, but I'm going to take the hitter's park. And even though there's a real mess 
and a shitload of players that are talented on the Cincinnati roster. I'm going to go Encarnacion Strand. I, I really am. And that, I could regret that down the road because Vinny P has a clear lane to play all night long. Genius, genius, genius. I'm with you on that as well. I'm also taking Christian Encarnacion Strand. And I'm going to put a little plug in here. He was featured in my must-have article that I released uh, that we will, will, be, will be releasing later today. So that's my first one. Okay. Uh, and I'm with you for the sole reason of – and I love Vinny P as well. So it's really, really close. That's why this the whole point of this segment uh, is, is – uh, they have Candelario now, obviously, in Cincinnati as well, which obviously muddies the waters there. Um, Jonathan India, Marte, we've already talked about enough of these guys. Uh, Ellie De La Cruz, Matt McLean, plus all the outfield spots. I think they're going to find a way to get Christian Encarnacion Strand's bat in the lineup. Joey Votto is no longer there, for those of you guys who forgot. Um, I actually have Jonathan India in the Palazzo uh uh, podcast uh, invitational. Um, but at the same time, too, uh, I think Jonathan India might be the odd man out here. I think at some point they'll probably look to move him, um, maybe at some point during the season. Uh, but I love Christian Encarnacion Strand's power. I think between uh, third, first, and DH, they're going to find a way to get him in the lineup. I think I changed my answer. I actually, I'm changing my answer. I'm going to go Vinny. I am. These guys kind of sold me. By the way, if you do choose Vinny P in this argument, Apparently, you have to say baby because there's multiple comments to say Vinny P, baby. So, Vinny P, baby. Dickie V, with okay. Italian, with, like, the Italian hand wave. Is that, isn't that how you're supposed to do it? Like, yeah. Vinny P, baby. Yeah. Hey, hey by one. the way, have, have either one of y'all ever been to Cincinnati, Ohio for any reason? No. Not only have I been there, Britain, I have lived there for an entire year. Then you know about Skyline Chili, correct? Yeah, when I tried it in 04, I went there with a former city councilman who turned WLWT anchorman, Curtis. Shit, I can't remember his last name. His name was Curtis. He was a beautiful, tall, handsome man. He took me to Skyline Chili. He's like, oh, everybody who comes here has got to try Skyline Chili, Mike. So he took me there, and uh, the place was packed, and I got to tell you, I'm a steak and shake guy all day long. If we're going to have a divide here again, Britain, then so be it. I, res- I respect Skyline Chili. I love, uh, I've been lucky enough to go to opening day in Cincinnati when they did the parade. And this is back yeah. when Sonny, Sonny Gray and, uh, you know, players like that were, were in the parade. It was the whole Edwin city shut down. It was, I loved, and I'm not a Cincinnati fan, but I was I was with there with a friend of mine who was, loved Cincinnati. But we had a great time. Uh, couldn't. You know, if you ever want to go to an opening day, uh, Cincinnati, you know, is, is a great place to go because the city does it. It shuts down. There are beer vendors everywhere. Not that beer's important, you know. Okay, but it, <laughs> so there's all kinds of fun stuff to do. But um, Skyline Chili, gotta say, a little on the sweet side, kind of a yes. cinnamon flavor. No, uh, it was like know, nutmeg. I, it was that's what I was like. Yeah, is this nutmeg? And savory. I don't. I, I hate nutmeg. I actually got high on nutmeg my freshman year at Central Michigan University. I looked up on the internet that if you slammed like a whole jar of nutmeg, you could get high. And all we did was lay in bed, me and my friend, for like 38 hours and complain. (laughs) Yeah, we laid in bed for 38 hours and said, this sucks. This sucks. We'd like turn over. It was terrible. I hate nutmeg. And that's what I got when I tried Skyline Chili. I preferred the Chili Five Way at Steak and Shake. Vastly superior. Yeah, uh, so Steak and Shake is a place that does what what they call Chili Mac, which is how they make uh, chili in Cincinnati, which is in like St. Louis, Missouri, like these type of places like Detroit too, obviously. like Basically, they boil spaghetti noodles 
then put it on, you know, a plate and then put chili on it and then put diced, very fine diced onions. And then a, a literally like the biggest grab of cheddar cheese, grated cheddar cheese in the history. And they plop it on top. So you're eating spaghetti <laughs> noodles, chili, onions, beans. If you're into the beans, I'm not into the beans. Beans. But, uh, and then the cheddar cheese. And that's chili mac a la Cincinnati and steak and shake. Thank you, Brent. I'm getting hungry, guys. Note to self. Remember, no matter how bad life gets, there is always beer. Uh, yeah, by the way, Wendy's all day. T- Uncle Ted, I mean, my wife loves Wendy's chili. In fact, she got it yesterday when we were at work. She yeah. really loves it. She, she'll eat it anytime. So I got to give uh, got to give credit there. So is this a good podcast? I didn't get the invite. Oh, I'm sorry, Robbie. This is Ed 209, the future of law enforcement in old Detroit. You must rate and review the Palazzo Podcast with five-star rating. You have 20 seconds to comply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Carry on, Mike. Moving forward. Two little mice is what we're Two doing little forward. mice so, fell we, in a bucket of cream. We did Vinny P. We did CES. Who's next? Well, I know... We ended up doing Skyline versus... Where'd we end up yeah. on that, by the way? I forget. I'm, I'm, I'm steak going and steak and shake. I forgot yeah, steak and shake. Color. Clean sweep all three around. Right. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Uh, I know Britain's answered this one. If he's looking at the show sheet, he's going to shake his head here in a second. Yuri Perez or Bobby Miller? And he left the building. <laughs> Stunned. Look at that. He just passed out in shame. Yeah. I'll take this one. It's real simple. Both these guys are good. One plays on a... The best team in baseball. So if wins matter, Bobby Miller will probably likely get more wins. Although if you are a really good pitcher, you might be able to carve out a few extra wins just because you can stay around and keep the offense limited. But, you know, that's more variance, and that's why we hate wins now. And even quality starts, you know, they're not great anymore. Our buddy, armchairroto.com, Russell Withers, shout out to him. You know, he was talking about that. He wrote an article about how quality starts maybe aren't what they used to be anymore. So in the end here for me... I got to go with this is really hard, Mike. This is really hard because I've looked at it and I looked at the numbers. Both these guys are good, real good. They're both. I mean, I think Yuri Perez could be a Cy Young candidate this year, actually, just a hair sooner than maybe Bobby Miller could be. I'd like to I'd like to see Bobby Miller not throw as hard. He likes to push it to 100 a lot. And as a starter, I, I don't need that. And I know that Yuri throws 98, 99, no problem. But I do see kind of an a bit of an easier fluid motion with Yuri compared to Bobby by a hair. And if that ends up being a problem, that is something that might be the difference for me. So I guess I'll take Yuri Prez by a hair. Sorry, Britton. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. I, I pick Yuri Prez. We don't Prez. have one of those guys. So. Wow. Yeah. I, oh! in, in a, I, I did a DC the, the other day, and I, I almost uh, uh, screenshot it and said it to Mike V. 
or tagged him because I picked Yuri Perez <laughs> and be, because he's so talented. And I've, you know, sure. I've joked around and all that, but his K rate is off the charts. His stuff rate is off the charts. And Bobby Miller's good too. You know, if you hear, you know, Saris or go to PLV Plus or whatever, like you can, Bobby Miller's stuff's legit. No one doubts that. Yeah. But Yuri Perez is really special. And, you know, of course, people think like, oh, the, the Dodgers team context versus, uh, you know, Miami. But, you know, they're both going to be in kind of a condensed sample for the year. Like, they're not going to let Yuri Perez throw 160 innings. He's going to throw maybe 130 if it gets up there because he's young and they're they're going to preserve him. But, man, uh, they're both talented. Um, they Their stuff is, is great. But I just don't trust people named Bobby. You know, it's like, wait, is, is it Robert? Like, no, it's just, it's just Bobby. I'm like, okay, well, tiebreaker Yuri. Like, I don't know why that's all that different, but whatever. Can you fly, yeah. Bobby? Another RoboCop reference right there. I, I'm going Yuri Perez as well. This was very difficult for me as well, Michael Govier, uh, because I had Bob shares of both of these guys last year. I actually moved Bobby Miller uh, for Gunnar Henderson during the during last year in my home league, which I was happy about. Uh, yeah. Yuri Perez for me, uh, I like his breaking stuff, um, and obviously he's got a plus fa- fastball. Um, but to Britain's point, I think both these guys are actually going to be on a on an innings cap. I don't think they'd let let these guys go hog wild. I do actually think that both of their innings will increase from last year's totals, but uh, still don't think they're going to get anywhere close to 200 innings. So um, Yuri Perez for me was just so much fun to watch, and I'm hoping that he can get back to uh, what he was before they sent him back down to Double A uh, last year. So if I had to pick, and it's really really close really by hair it's your press for me as well wow, i gotta say i am not a handsome man uh you know i'm kind of like forrest gump not a smart man but i know what love is he did he really did know what love was good for you forrest but yuri's eyes are tight Boy, it's really his eyes are tight together I'm, I'm looking at this picture and again i am not a, ha- a sexy man so if I could be your Perez and maybe not look as attractive but throw 99 miles an hour and be a mlb superstar pitcher Hell yeah, I'm taking that all day. Who cares about physical attractiveness, right? Yep. All right, all right, thank you very much. Good stuff, Mike. That was a good call. That was a tough one. I also traded Bobby Miller at the deadline last year as well. So, Yeah. I want to do one more, and it's a, it's a rookie one, and it's a three-way. So this, is a, this is a three-way one. Chili three-way tribute. It was meant to be. All right. Yep. All right, here we go. Jackson Holiday, Junior Caminero, or Jackson Churio? Between those three guys, who are you taking? And I probably know the answer off the bat because one of these guys has probably already got a, a gig locked or a starting gig locked in um, in, in, in Jackson Churio. So, um, but we don't know yet about Jackson Holiday and Junior Caminero, even though there's been reports of Caminero uh, not starting the year uh, with the yeah. league team. I'll tell you, the least of the three easy for me is Caminero. Least of, he's number three. Yeah. And that's only because, and I want to give a shout out to the man himself who's in our live chat talking trucks as best he can, even though we're trying to talk baseball. And that's Robbie Baseball, who talked about this eloquently. Follow Robbie on Twitter, Robbie Baseball One, who said that Caminero only was used late last year as an emergency stopgap because the race had the Wander Franco nightmare. He said it perfectly. I listened to the show, Robbie. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. So. Caminero kind of got rushed in that situation. Now they got Caballero and uh, they've got, they signed a Med Rosario as well. So they've got options, major league options at shortstop. 
And Cameron Arrow is not a, he's a luxury now. So he's three easy. I think I'm putting Holiday two and actually going Churio one by a nose for now. Just be, even though Holiday is off the charts. I mean, he, every, I don't need to talk about it. I put Holiday. He was even a reference in the new song I did because Holiday Ceiling is talked about 24-7. So it's a big, big deal. So I'm going uh, Churio here and uh, I'll live or die with it. Jackson Churio, number one for me in this chilly three-way. Britton Allen. It's a great question, Mike V. Uh, Churio's number one. He by far is going to have the most opportunity for plate appearances and playing on a Brewers team that that needs him and he's going to play. Uh, Junior Caminero is two because um, he, uh, he's, he's the most talented bat. The problem is his defense. His defense is the worst. Uh, it's below average. He's got to get that right for the Rays for them to, you know, you know, give him that what's more important to the Rays and, you know, pitching and defense. Yeah, he's got a talented bat. That's why they brought him up because he was killing it in the minor leagues. And that was his little, hey, guy, you know, here you, here you are in September. This is where you're going. This is where your future is. Congratulations. Yeah. Go fix your defense. But uh, Junior Caminero's a young guy. Uh, Jackson Holiday also might be the most well-rounded five-tool player, but he's like 20 years old. He's not. I don't. They're not going to. They're not going to rush him up this year when they've got Westberg and you know all these other players. Uh, uh, and Jorge Mateo killing it. Spring training, boys, killing oh boy. it. Oh, who cares? <laughs> we just talked about the matter. Uh, also, by kidding. the way, Mike, I just want to say that since yep. his name is Junior. It makes me think of one of my favorite players back in the late 80s, early 90s, Junior Felix. So I'm always rooting for a junior to make it. I don't know if he's going to pull it off so quickly right now. I thought you were going to say Junior Soprano. I was like, yeah, he's like the nah, third we already did the. We already did enough Italian talk, so I wanted to go in a different direction. Uh, I am going with uh, Britain's rankings as well. Um, and it's it's really close. It's splitting hairs, and I hate putting him that way. But um, I think I, actually Jackson Churio is going to be number one for me. Uh, I don't actually know if Holiday is going to be on the opening day roster. Uh, I think he'll be up at some point, but I don't think he's beaten out Westberg uh, for that spot. Um, I think really? probably give him a little, yeah, I think they're going to get him a little bit more seasoning down in the minors. And to Britain's point, he's super young. So I do think he comes up quick, maybe May or June. But uh, Westberg's going to need, need to hit and play well if he's going to be able to hang on to his job. So um, that being said, uh, I actually like Junior Caminero as well. His defense does suck, but this is a guy that can hit the absolute piss out of the ball. But he's never played He's never played in a, a AAA game. So piss missile. I think he's going – yeah, he's going to start the year, and I think they're going to give him some reps in AAA, even though I don't think he has much much to prove. Uh, I actually think they're going to need him sooner rather than later to be competitive in that division with the Yankees and uh, restocking and then obviously the O's. So And and obviously, Robbie, if you're still out there, your Blue Jays uh, will, will be decent as well. So um, I think they're going to need him sooner rather than later, and I don't think uh, – who's the, who's the Cabanero? I don't think he's going to be a guy that's going to be preventing uh, Junior from from um, from starting. Uh, I think they like his bat enough to get him in the lineup, though he's going to have to work on his defense. So uh, I like uh, I like both of those uh, calls from both of you guys, but uh, it sounds like we're all in agreement. Jackson Churio is the guy to take. So. That's stupid, though. Yeah, we're probably all wrong then because we're all agreeing. We're idiots. Yeah. Okay. Well, at least you, at least you admit that. We all understand the philosophy there. Let me give a couple of shout outs here to live chat because you guys are in the zone today. So, uh, Chad said this just in: White Lakeford charged with murder after hitting a baseball with a bat very far. <laughs> uh, right? How about Chad also saying 
I have zero interest in Bobby Miller. He's not as good as people think. Also, his win total is at serious risk with how many arms they need to get game action with. Okay. Uh, whip is all that matters, says Uncle Ted. Chad says, I have Bobby Miller getting demoted. Okay, that's a, now you're going too far. Uh, Perez is way more fluid than Miller. That's true that. Uncle Ted says the Rays now in Miami, they're going to push those starters to limits. Or it's it's the Rays now in Miami. Okay, interesting. Uh, Halliday not close for Chad. Caminero won't break camp, says Chad. True. And then Churio can't hit for average. So, guys, are we worried? You know, if he doesn't hit for average, we might be fools here. And Robbie says, between those three, I'll take the field. Damn. Okay. Ooh. Wow, that's that's kind of hard. Always take Andy the ba- field. Always take the, right, always always take the take field. Always take the field. When you're playing craps, don't play the field. But when you're playing fantasy baseball, take the field. Andy Bell says they're all going too early. And Chad I agree also, with that. You do agree with that. Okay. Chad yep. says the Brewers lineup is god-awful. Tim says Holiday opened a second baseman, which Mike just kind of refuted with Westberg there. Sorry, Tim. I love that you're contributing, though, and that you're here, Tim. It's great. And the only way he doesn't make it is if Elias, that's Mike Elias of the Baltimore Orioles, does Elias things because Holiday has outplayed Westberg for two consecutive spring trainings. Okay, well, there you go. Good stuff, guys. Plots of Podcast, 2Ls, 2Z. Utah. We are live, rocking and rolling, doing our thing. Palazzo. Moving forward. Ooh, I like that one. Oh, yeah, I just, uh, yeah, uh, a quick bumper here. If we had a commercial to go to, I'd play this. All right, hey, this is Mike Govier, Mike Virginia, and Brett Now We'll be right back right after this with NBA Jams. Play NBA NBA Jams. They're awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Palazzo. All right, um, so, Mike, how about we, do you want to get a quick comment on Michael Bush real quick? Yeah, I do. Back to our uh, segment of we'll wait till they get a load of me. Players, 90% of people aren't aware of. I'm not sure it's 90%, but it is somebody that I think is being slept on. Michael Bush, uh, for those of you guys who re- don't remember, he got traded from the Dodgers to the Cubs and should be their opening day first baseman, if I'm not mistaken. <clears throat> between between AAA and the majors last year, hit 29 home runs. So um, and, and between... The 125 games played in AAA and the 27 games played in the majors, he had 29 home runs. So he is a guy that I am in on um, maybe late in drafts. I don't know if he's going to be my my primary first baseman. He's somebody I would like to add as bench, bench depth. But do you guys have any interest in Michael Bush really quick? Yeah, I like Michael Bush. He's a lefty bat in a beautiful, windy uh, Chicago at uh, Wrigley Field. So he's going to play. Uh, he might platoon with – Oh my gosh, is Garrett Cooper going to make the team? I don't know, but <laughs> no. Garrett Cooper, Patrick Wilson, oh. we'll, we'll see one or the other. But yeah, like you said, Mike B, they traded for Michael Bush, so they they believe in him. They see something in him. He's going to get a shot, and hitting at Wrigley Field is always a good thing and a pretty good lineup. But he's going to bat at the bottom of the order. But uh, you know, still, it, it's Chicago. He he can pop fifteen home runs, and you can get Michael Bush at the very, very, very end of a draft. Agreed. Michael Govia, any any interest in Michael Bush? We should have the Bush uh, uh, button Bush. On, on your soundboard. You're right. You know, it's Bush. funny. I, I actually got rid of it for this sexy sex. Bush, those are love letters. Those That's are right. love letters last hey, year. Good call. That's <laughs> Tequila exactly. Sunrise love music right there. <laughs> hey, Michelle Pfeiffer. Good memory, Mike. That's exactly what it was. MLB Love Letters last year. I brought it up and put it in the queue last night because Britain, uh, Britain, Seth, Russell, and I were talking about 
Tyler Wells, and I wrote a love letter to him. So yeah, uh, there should the Bush button had been there for literally three years, and I replaced it. This is a sad day, folks. I'm so sorry. And now it's back. There we go. Uh, yeah, Michael Bush. I'm interested. Uh, I there's a lot of hubbubaloo about him. I maybe I'm missing something here, but obviously these minor league numbers again. He plays a Triple A Oklahoma City and the PCL. It's a free for all, but 32 dongs and a full season's work in 2022 comes back with 27 more. Can hit for average. Even improved his contact rates. Reduced the strikeouts last year, although in less opportunities to play. But yeah, it looks like he's onto something. So Michael Bush. Yeah, I'm interested. Here we go. Good call. I want to get in. I want to get into our breakouts for 2024 because we didn't do this last 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 show. Yeah. So right. I don't know. Um, if you, I don't oh. know if you guys have anybody that you're interested in as a breakout candidate. Maybe somebody that you're trying to leave every draft with guys that you're high on. Uh, Britton Allen, I think you and I might have might share a commonality with uh, with our breakouts 2024, a guy that we want on our team. Well, hang on a second. So I don't know. Uh, if it's a group. I got to introduce. I got to introduce right. a segment, of right. course. So, oh, on. please, please, please. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is the right one. Let me see if I got this right. One, two, three. Oh, breakout. Okay, sorry, go ahead now. We had to get that in. My first guy is not really a breakout candidate. Uh, what? But I do, I, I do want to say this out here because I, I think he's being severely slept on. Because before, when we did the show, not last week, but the week before, he was going outside the top 200. And that's Christopher Morrell of the mm. Chicago Cubs. Huh. He's a guy that I want on my team moving forward. He's been actually getting reps at third base. So he's second base and outfield eligible in most formats. He's going to hopefully get some third base eligibility as well. This is a guy that has raw power. I know a lot of people were not high on him because of the K rate uh, is at 31%, if I'm not mistaken. But this is a guy who has legit 30 home run power upside. This guy, all he does is hit bombs. Um, if he can improve that strikeout rate, even just a tad, again, he's going to be a guy that can hit anywhere between 25 and 30 home runs. I'm in. <laughs> we're three, three position roster, uh, three position flexibility there with Christopher Morrell. Love Christopher Morel. Love this call. I've watched a, a spring training game because you know everything that happens in spring training goes into the regular season. But he made a great play at third uh, third base, and so I'm all about Christopher Morel. Like he is slept on like nobody's business. You know, when yes. he had like 27 home runs last year, nobody wants him. I don't get it. I mean, and he chipped in what five, six, seven stolen bases. He's going to DH mm-hmm. for for the Cubs. Uh, and if there's an injury, he's going to fill in. I think Chris Morrell is a huge, huge under undervalued player. I love that breakout call. I believe he's going in the pick 190-ish now, but Michael Govier, thoughts on Christopher Morrell? I know friend of the show and uh, diehard Cubs lover, which obviously gives her a tinge of bias. Shout. Sarah Sanchez of Fantasy Feud Podcast. Check that out. Her and Shelly Veristraight. Shout out to Shelly. Love, she loved Morell, and she got Morell in Glarf Draft, which we did in Cleveland almost a month ago, and she was very happy to get him, and there was other people saying, good pick, Sarah. So if those people know what they're talking about, shit, I mean, I don't need to say anything. If someone says good pick in a draft, you know that you've done well because someone's jealous, and no one who's ever said, that was a good pick right there, nice, nice pull, has ever been wrong. 
And we all know that Morel does that very unique face paint thing. Yeah, yeah. I can love that. Which is a that. recipe for success. That's how yes. William Wallace beat the British <laughs> Braveheart. <laughs> I will invade England. Oh, yeah, you will. Go, you go, Christopher Morel. <laughs> oh, Joe Lowry button, checking in. Joe says Morel's value is going to mushroom. Hey, oh, nice job. Well, also, uh, he's a streamer. Hey, by says, the way, Chad hates uh, mushrooms. Morel, yes or no? Mushrooms, yes or no? My oh, name. hell yeah. Big no for me. What? Big no for me. If you're getting yeah, pizza, you have to get mushrooms on a pizza. It's a requirement. Oh. So what, about, what about stuffed mushrooms? What's your. What's I, your hey, I've done mushrooms that got me high. I knew they were fungus and made from shit. I had a good time. Mushrooms so were a mushroom positive benefit. force in the universe, even though they came from shit. Yeah. Oh, wait. Wrong button. God damn it. I ruined my own moment. Oh, fuck. Who cares? So, sorry. Mushrooms. Who do you guys like oh. for break breakouts for 2024? Who are some guys you're high on? Oh, uh, <laughs> False start. Sorry. That was, that's not cool. Uh, Brittany, you got one? You want me to go? Uh, Mike V, you go, or uh, Mike Govier, you go first. Let me find a good one. I'm Mike Govier. He's Mike Virginia. It's Plotsville Podcast 2L2Z. Utah. Brett now. This is called Vamping. We restate who each person is, where you can find them. And by wasting 30 seconds or so, we are able to give the other person time to format <laughs> and find where they need to be and then be organized and prepared. And that's what vamping is. It's a common thing found across the industry. Palazzo. All right. For me, I uh, I really like. I love that part. <laughs> it's so stupid. So good. I think Matt Walner as a breakout is kind of like played Ooh. out. It's kind of played out, right? Okay, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I don't feel a certain way about him either way. But yeah, I've I've seen a lot of hype with him. It's getting crowded over there though, with Margot being added and Kirilov's yeah, healthy. Like you know, who knows? But the Dodgers really, dump Margot. Really he's, an, he's a pure afterthought for defense and like being a pinch runner for them. I really don't see Margot. Hey, speed. After all these years, if Manny Margot shows up to the Twins after being dumped by the Dodgers in spring training and dominates or at least is like a solid replacement-level player at least, it would kind of surprise me. It really would. I feel like he's – we've seen Manny Margot and what he is, and a lot of teams have said, no thanks, I'm moving on. So how about instead of Matt Walner, who I love, by the way, I just want to get down the record in case we never get to talk about him again before opening day so I can sound cool later on, but I also would like to give you – Hogan Harris, Hogan Harris of the Oakland Athletics. Now, Hogan Harris, this is a this is a deep breakout. Now, a breakout for me can have a difference of opinion. Maybe you guys see a breakout as yeah. like a guy who's a hey, he's a 30-30 guy this year. But to me, if Hogan Harris is an afterthought and people start to say, hey, I like Hogan Harris as a solid rotational guy who can be the fifth or sixth guy in my rotation, that's better than what you're going to get right now because he's an afterthought in most drafts. I just like his yep. stuff, and I love that he pitches in Oakland, and nobody cares. He's not going to rack up a ton of wins, but he can go deep into games enough for me where maybe quality starts are in play, and he's going to be solid with the ratios. I do like him. Oh, yeah, Joe. Yeah, Glarf, Joe Boyle. Yeah, Joe Lowry saying, wrong ace pitcher. It's Joe Boyle time. Okay, oh, that's fine. Oh, I love the Joe Boyle. So, maybe I just want to say Hogan Harris more than anything. And then, obviously, says Chad. Pepio will be a Cy Young contender. Yeah, Chad's been hardcore on this Pepio Cy Young contender. You know what? Let me give you one other one here before Britain goes. I'm going to go back up to my guy, Uncle Ted here, who I think actually just dropped a serious truth bomb, and I'm totally Ooh. down with it. Jack Flaherty, this year's Zach Eflin. And I'm oh, in. Oh, God, no. I'm, I'm in. in on it. I can't I'm believe in. I'm in on it. I hate I'm Jack. In. No. Mike, 
I loathe Jack Flaherty. I've never drafted him until I drafted him at Glarf last month. I really uh. did it. That's so much I believe in Chris Fetter and their pitching staff and their ability to maximize pitching in Detroit. It's not bias. I really don't. I'm not a blind loyalist to the Tigers. I like the Tigers. They've always been my squad. Go Tigers. But I'm not a blind loyalist. I, I hate Chris Illich. I loathe him. He's a piece of shit. He's somebody who exploits the people of this state and Metro Detroit so that he can load up his billionaire coffers. Fuck that guy. But Jeff Flaherty <laughs> is going to get the best of what Chris Fetter, the pitching coach of the Tigers, has to offer this year. And I, I like this. I don't know if he'll be Zach Eflin-esque, but I think we'll, okay. we'll be looking at a possible breakout. It's like, whoa, Jack Flaherty back from the dead. Let me let me ask you this then. So if 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 he's not Zach Eflin, where like for a fantasy rotation, let's just say from a five man rotation here, where do you see Zach Flaherty fitting into your rotation wise in terms of this this season? Do you think he's going to be a guy who can finish a as your SP three, four, or five, or even higher than that? That's a great question. Actually, if I if I look at my squad on Glarf and I say, okay, well, here's my pitching staff. He'd be, he's Flaherty, a great SB four, a, a fantastic, you know, fantastic SB five if if you can if you can swing it. Like everybody's so down on him, but he's going to play. Like he's on a one year deal. They're going to run in him into the ground and see what he yes. can do. And he's got every motivation. He's still a young guy. I mean, he was a high prospect. He and Max Fried went to the same high school in California. Oh, but really? Like he, I didn't he's know got that. he's got every this is a one year deal. Now, it's a lot of money. It's what, like 14, 15 million. But that's not that much for a starting pitcher. He's got every reason in the world to to let it all hang out. He's in Detroit. It's a great place to pitch. And I think the Tigers kind of on the on, on the come line. Um, so, yeah, I, I think Flaherty <laughs> is going to. Flaherty's going to be a, a, a good buy. I, I like Flaherty. You got the so field and the come line in the same show. Nice job, Brady. Yeah, I can do that. I can do that. What's the point? Oh, I thought <laughs> I thought the come line. I thought the come line was from the hoe house. I, I didn't know <laughs> oh, no! Oh, shit, the no! I'm so glad you got the hoe house because if you would have gone away forever, I don't think I ever would have forgave myself. Nice job, Mike. Thank you. On the what line? The come line, Joe. Oh, that's right. Come or but you got you got to do one or the other. You got to make a choice in front of all those people too. So, yep, yep. Uh, look, Mike. If Flaherty gets hurt, then it's a bust. But I'm saying barring injury, and when I'm saying anything, I'm always talking barring injury. So, sure, of course, yeah. And the only reason why I'm out on Jack Flaherty is for that reason is because he's been hurt uh, for majority of his career. And number two, I, I, I don't I don't like the walks. The walks kill me. And he's yep. also given up the long ball a lot, even with us when he was with the Orioles for a little bit last year. Um, I just I just think that the the years of when he first came up with St. Louis, I think those 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 years are gone. I think to your point, I think he's somebody you can get maybe towards the back end of drafts, and he could be a solid SP four or five for your rotations. But um, I, I'm not expecting much, and I don't I don't like the Zach Eflin. Uh, but you're not paying uh, much. That's the whole That's point. True. You're like a two fifty ADP. Like you, you know, if he works out, great. If he doesn't, he doesn't. He kind of reminds me a lot of Carlos Rodon. Like Carlos Rodon was a health disaster Ooh, with the Chicago White Sox. And then he had a, a couple good years and, you know, cashed it in and we'll see what happens. But Flaherty, it, Flaherty has, a, has a decent chance of bouncing back and, and making something of his, you know, pretty young career. 141 innings last year, which gives me a little hope. I'd like to see that, that he was able to at least get that much. If we get 150 innings out of Jack Flaherty this year, I'll take him. That's good enough for me, Mike. It really is. But the walks are right in here the on whip. the screen. Is a problem, yeah. He had a 1.58 whip over all those innings with a 10% walk rate. That's not going to cut it. Obviously, you're right about that. 
But I believe that Fetter will help him work on that and make strides in that department, which he's been able to do. Tarek Skubal has changed and developed and grown, and he's done Love it. Love Tarek Skubal this year. And even Matt Manning had moments. I know he's gotten hurt a lot, but they... I trust Chris Fetter so much. And maybe this will burn me this year. It'll be the first time I go too far. And I'll talk about it next year. Like, oh, remember that time it went too far? And I thought Jack <laughs> Flaherty would be like a top three SP on a rotation for a fantasy team all season long. That was Casey so Mons- dumb. Casey wow, Mons- dude. Be back in the next. Yeah. He's looking good in spring training. He is. They, yeah. There's been some. Check out the. I won't talk about it here, but just talk, check out the Motor City Metrics podcast. Shout out to those guys. Rogelio Castillo, Chris, the Uper, all those guys over there. They know exactly what they're talking about with the Tigers in depth 24-7, plus their minor leagues and their farm system. Really good stuff. And they talked about the improvements and changes that Myers has made, which could be a reason to draft him this year. Yeah. Yep. Britton Allen, breakout for you. Who who do you like this year? All right, guys. Uh, I love Willier Abreu, right fielder for the Red Sox. So oh. he, he came up last year. He's 24 years old. Uh, so he's prime time, ready to go. He's a lefty bat. If you look at the Red Sox um, uh, lineup, you know, uh, active 23-man roster, on the bench you've got Rob Snyder, which no offense to him, he's a righty oh. bat. I don't oh. think they're going to platoon Willier, Willier Abreu. The um, the general manager had great things to say about Willer. Like he's going to give every opportunity to be an everyday player. His ADP is three sixty nine. Nice. Ooh. So uh, when he came up last year, he only had uh, seventy six at bats, but he hit two home runs and had three stolen bases. That's good for a three sixteen batting average. Oh, and his OPS was a cool 862. That's really good, especially for a young player just being called up. He'll bat at the bottom Ball of the order, you know, seven, some, some, somewhere in there. But look, 369, and you might have an everyday player for the Boston Red Sox, great place to hit, a lefty bat at the Boston Red Sox that you can get late round. And if he does well and, you know, if you look at it, he didn't register enough at bats for an official Statcast page, but they kind of do a phantom one, you know, extrapolating if he did this all year. Oh, it looks good. Oh, it looks real good with a lot of red. So, Willier Abreu, twenty-four years old, lefty bat, right fielder for the Boston Red Sox. They're planning on him playing. Like they, they're not adding anybody. I mean, there aren't any. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I guess maybe. Uh, 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 what's his name? Um, the UTL only guy that was with uh, the Dodgers, uh, the, the the hitter. Anyway, but I mean, there's nobody there currently that's going to take his job. I think he's going to be the everyday right fielder for the Red Sox, and he looks good. Lock it in, baby. <laughs> good sell. Where'd this guy come from, by the way? <coughs> like, I know I kind of trailed yeah. off last year. I'm not proud of that, but kind of like. Just showed up for a second. Now he's just like locked in. I was kind of surprised to see this name in the offseason. Like, who the hell are you? Where did you come from? And uh, I'm not against it, but. Uh. Yeah. Can I make a request really quick? Oh, sure. Yeah. I wish I had access to your soundboard. Can you play the Palazzo <laughs> button? And then one more time, the Pala- the the uh, breakout song that you did. <laughs> Palazzo. Oh, uh, It's Friday, people. Come on. Break out. Gotta feel good. Gonna be live. Oh, break 
about this thing, along this thing is. Break out! I, this is old, actually. I haven't done this in a long time. Uh, break out! I think I recorded that in 2021. I just forgot about it. I hadn't used it in three years, so it's good to bring actually, it back to the show! Like that, that that song was actually they they wrote it because of something that happened to them outside Studio Fifty Four. Do you remember that? Yeah, the, the, in New York. Oh Except yeah, it wasn't, that's right. It wasn't. Hey, break out! They they said something else, but it couldn't be recorded. But that's where the song came <laughs> from. They they were waiting in line to get in Studio Fifty Four. Carl Young, Cincinnati Chili, Studio Fifty Four. You've done it all today. Uh, all right, so gentlemen, um, boy. <laughs> I really want to get to this professional development, but I really want to do, we haven't done this segment. We did it last night. I haven't done it in years. I really want to do that. Shine around the pine where we make our calls and projections on players this year. So duh, I think we should only do one and save one of them next time. I I think the professional. Let's do shine around. Yeah. Let's do shine around. It's a highlight. I love doing shine around the pine. It's a lot of fun. Because we get to make our determinations on player projections here on the Palazzo Podcast. Two L's. You talk. Two Z's. Give me make two. Sure follow Britain, Britain Allen, two T's, two L's. Underscore Mike VA, Mike Virginia, MJ Govier, Palazzo Podcast. Everybody else in the Palazzo Podcast family, make sure you follow them. Palazzo. And we're going to do Shine Around the Pine. Guys, do you have a preference on a projection system you would like to use today? Because we always pick one. We pick a random one, and then we just go off that, and we make our uh, guesses based on what they've selected. Britain, you make the call, buddy. I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. Whatever y'all want. Do you have a? Does anybody have a preferred projection I like system? Zips. zips. I like zips. Yeah. Okay, it shall be zips. Let's play shine or ride the pine with zips projections today. Which, by the way, if it sucks, blame zips, not us. Or blame me. Now, the Palazzo Podcast presents Shine or Ride the Pine. Each week, we'll choose a random projection system. For example, Zips. Oh, we'll wow. find out if the Zips statistical offering is be. a shine Nailed or it. ride the pine we did not for that, that specific player. Yeah. We're going to determine the fates of MLB's finest and not so finest. All right here on the latest edition of Shine or Ride the Pine. Love that day. Well done. Theme, so. <laughs> well done. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. We got. Is it going to end? Just go away. Okay, so, uh. It's going to do the whole song, apparently. No, it'll end, right? Oh, there we go. Nope. Jesus. All right, well, I'll turn it down. So, we're doing zips today, and. I'll give you guys a player projection. You tell me you shine it means you're taking the over or you're riding the pine means you're not feeling it and you're taking the under. It's a real simple premise. I don't have any problems with it. So let's start off right away with Jose Ramirez, third baseman for the Cleveland Guardians, the worst logo in baseball to date, Agreed. sadly. Um, Although their previous logo obviously was problematic and not good either. I'm not saying that this one's – it's just so bad. I mean, they could have done anything else – and been an improvement, but the one thing they did was pick a terrible, shitty logo. God, it's awful. So, Jose Ramirez is slated by Zips to steal 22 bags. Shine around the pine on 22 steals for Jose Ramirez, Britain. I'm going over. Jose Ramirez is one of my favorite players in the league. I've loved him for years. You know, you and Russell talked about the the Palazzo New podcast, Auto New. And yeah. one of my one of my favorite leads is uh, Auto New League, and I've had Jose Ramirez for three years. I absolutely love him. He is a Me consistent too. store source of 
all five categories. And he's, he's, uh, he, he kind of, he took a long-term contract, but it was kind of like team friendly. He mm-hmm. is a hustler. I mean, he is a player. He's like a throwback to the old school, you know, g- give it your all every day, you know, come to work type of guy. I love Jose Ramirez. Uh, what, whatever the number is, I'm taking the, the over. I think he, I th- yeah, he's all hustle. Uh, I'm going the over as well. I, I'm with Britain. He's one of my favorite fantasy players uh, of all time. And, and it sucks too, because every year I don't ever get the chance to draft him. And I wish I had uh, shares of him, but he's one of my favorite fantasy players simply because of the reasons that Britain had mentioned. He's a five category guy. Um, I, I, I would love to see him steal uh, 28 bags again, but the 22 I'm taking the over for sure. Um, and I think Cleveland might be a team that people are sleeping on between that rotation and they got some hitters too. I don't know if you guys saw the absolute shot that uh, DeLauder hit the other, the other day. Oh, yeah. Um, Chase Oh my God. Oof. It was a bomb, but I'm really excited about Cleveland and Jose Ramirez is going to be at the cornerstone of that. But what do you, what do you, what do you think, Michael Govier? Well, the last couple of years, last year, he sold 28. Year before 20, year before that 27, and the previous year-long season, not the 2020 bozo shortened season that nobody cares about, uh, which I've always hated. Uh, 2019, he stole 24, 34 before that. So uh, it's going to be right around there. And with Look the way the rule page. changes. <laughs> it's, Love it. Good Lord. It's, it's Guardian Red. It is Guardian Red. <laughs> So I'm taking uh, over on 22 steals for Jose Ramirez. He should hit that pretty easy barring injury because that's what he does, especially with the new MLB rule changes. No problem. Lock it in. Everyone agrees. I guess that one was too easy. Let me make a tougher one, see if I can challenge you further. Jose uh, Ramirez doesn't, doesn't suffer fools either. Like if you're it. a smack-talking Aunt Tim Anderson, he's like, uh-uh. Like I don't condone <laughs> violence, but if you talk some S to Jose Ramirez – He's going to give you a little Tweety Bird halo up above your head, and mm. you're going, you're going downtown, buddy. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> lock that in. Everything about Jose Ramirez is great. Locking that in, absolutely. Well said, my friend. Uh, let's see if I can make this a little tougher now, because it seemed like that was just uh, too easy, too easy. So let's go. Remember, we're doing the Zips projection system, which is a uh, is that Dan Ziborski, right? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah. How about Alejandro Kirk? Now, here we go. This will be much tougher. Catcher Ooh, for the boy. Toronto Blue Jays. That's right, my boy. Uh, he is currently projected to hit 12 dongs this year. Shot around the pine on 12 dongs for Alejandro Kirk this season, knowing that Danny Jansen is in the house, still doing his thing. Go ahead, Britton. I'll take the under. Uh, I, I love Alejandro Kirk because he kind of looks like me a little bit, so I, I identify with him, buddy. <laughs> Body by Miller, like shall we say? Uh, you know, no offense, he, he could outrun me uh, in in you know any any yard dash. But yeah, it's the whole. So he's not going to be a DH anymore because that's going to be like a Turner or so, you know. So he's going to lose those DH at bats. He is going to be in the mix for catcher, maybe their primary catcher. But Danny yeah. Jansen's good too. But now Danny Jansen gets hurt a lot more. But Alejandro Kirk like had his opportunity, didn't live up to it. Can't. Can he make it? Absolutely. Would I bet on it? Nope. Oh. Sorry, Alejandro, because your your first name is cool as shit. <laughs> Alejandro, <laughs> that just rolls off the tongue. It does. It's way cooler than Bobby. Yeah, Shot no Bobby. Bobby. 12 dongs this year for Alejandro Kirk, Mike. This is indeed a tougher one. Um, I love Alejandro Kirk, the player, and, and, and 
last year I took him and got burned by him um, because I was expecting a lot more. I'm going to take the under here. I don't feel good about it, but I think he's going to be close to that. Uh, I think he can hover around double digits, like nine, 10 maybe, but Danny Jansen's going to play as well. And um, I hope I'm wrong. Cause I think, I think, I think Kirk could be a strong bounce back candidate at the same time too. I just don't know if the power is legit. Palazzo. I'm taking the overall day. To me, it's an easy call. Kirk is a much better player than he showed last year. He just had a bad run. He's still young. He's still learning. You know, he's not some guy who's been around for a while. Who's well, he's run out of opportunities. Put him out to pasture. Bedtime for Alejandro Kirk, 2024. No, he's still a young dude. He's got a lot of life to live. He's 25 years old. He's going to be fine. And he's going to show why he was such a highly touted dude who just, what, two years ago, he had a, Excellent season. Hit 285 with nine, 14 dongs. Didn't show as much power, but he could top 12 dongs. And had a 372 OBP, folks. 372 over 541 plate appearances, 139 games. That's the guy he is. He was an all-star, a silver slugger, and that's who Alejandro Kirk really is. I'm locking it in over 12 dongs. Oh, oh, yeah. All right, but, you know, Daniel Vogelbach is kind of in the mix. <laughs> what, what if Daniel eats Alejandro? Then what? That'd be a fun match. That'd be a fun match between those two. Would I love to see those two sumo wrestle? Or do like a, a jelly <laughs> yeah. wrestling or like an oil, a mud wrestling? I would love to see those two guys like almost butt-ass naked. That'd be I, awesome. I, I, I so can't. Yeah, There's play, nothing else to say after that. Yeah, There's know. nothing else to say. Yeah. Maybe you and I should do I, one of those. At uh, F-Pass oh, this year, Britain. I'd <laughs> lose. I bet you. I know you're a dog. You owe a bone hey, dog. I have. I have a request for for the Zips projections one here, and sure. this is a fun one. Go ahead. Can we do? Can we do something with Dylan Cease? Because Dylan. I think that one's where a lot of people are in and out on. I've seen a lot of mixed bag on Dylan Cease. Uh, whether we, I don't care if we do the K's or the ERA, or maybe we do both. Um, but you'll, you'll know we're at an hour and a half, right? Just yeah. FYI. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this will be the last one. Last one. Oh, no, no, we got a couple left. It's not over. I mean, you got to do a few of these. Okay. Yeah, I, that's why All I right. cut out the professional development because I knew we could only do one. All right, so okay, uh, Dylan Cease is currently projected. Hmm. Let's go with this. 166 innings. Shot around the pine on 166 innings for Dylan Cease. I'm going over for Dylan Cease there. I think this is a strong bounce back season for Dylan Cease. I think he does. I think he does get moved at the deadline. Mm. You can lock that in. He will not be a white. Sox. Uh, someone will will uh, buy him uh, and be desperate for starting pitching. <laughs> yeah, someone will buy him because buy uh, they're going to be desperate for starting pitching. So um, he did not have a great season last year. Uh, four and a half ERA is never good, and that WHIP obviously wasn't good. And same with those walks. But the K's are legit. Um, in terms of the innings wise, though, I think he he can he he and what was the number one sixty? I think he gets around 166. that one seventy one eighty number. Yeah. yeah, I think he can get around the mid one seventies one eighties maybe. Okay, Britain one sixty six innings. Uh, I'll take the under. I think there's such a black cloud over the Chicago White Sox, and then so Dylan Cease is a very talented player. He, he you know he's got a track record of success. He we know he can do it, but the problem is is that he's going to throw a great pitch. You know, it's it's going to be put in play, and then he's going to look over, and his shortstop is Paul DeYoung, and that ball is going to go through Paul DeYoung's <laughs> legs, and Dylan's going to put his hands up to his eyes and go, "Why is Paul DeYoung my short, my starting shortstop?" And then when he finally gets out of that inning, then there's going to be a fly ball in the right field, and Gavin Sheets, it's literally going to hit him in the head, and it's going to hit him in the head and bounce out of bounds for a home run. 
And Dylan Cease is going to watch this and go, you know what? I, I, I don't care anymore. This isn't working for me. So uh, I think with all the bad mojo with the Chicago White Sox, that, that uh, Dylan Cease is also going to be mentally broke down. Oh, by the way, um, do you know who's playing second base? That would be Nicky Lopez. And then you have Yon Moncada. Yon Moncada at third base, you know, in the last year of his contract, knowing he's not going to get re-signed, worrying yeah. about his, you know, That's upcoming, upcoming rap deal, not not care, you oh. know, kind of doing the Roger Dorn o- Olay business over there. <laughs> Roger Dorn. Yeah, I, 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 I'm sorry, Dylan Cease. You, they, I, I hope Good they ball. trade you. I hope they trade you to the Astros or something. You know, it's funny. Real is, quick uh, on Yo he didn't mention uh, your guy, Colson Montgomery, buddy. Yeah, Colson Montgomery. When he, that's that's going to happen. You left that part out, Britton. When the ball goes through Paul DeYoung's legs, they're going to say, "Enough of this guy. We're going to bring up Colson Montgomery. He's going to be our starting shortstop." <laughs> Real quick on Yomankata, though, he did tell uh, who's the coach for the White Sox. I'm having a brain fart. Russo oh, got got. It's that guy. That, out, uh, so guy with yeah, the, that guy. The complicated. He told name. The, I forgot about. Yeah, he told he told the head coach that he wanted Griffel? to bat in the two Griffel hole. Something? This, yeah, Pedro that's Griffel something. Pedro Griffel. That's it. Yes, that's it. He told him that he wanted to bat in the two hole this year. So uh, I don't know if that means anything. If that's smoke and mirrors, maybe Yomankata. I can never quit you, Yomankata. Well, yeah, yeah, because managers really well. listen to their players about where they right. want to hit, you know, <laughs> unless you're Mike Trout. Like, Yon Makata hasn't earned Yon Makata hasn't earned the right earned to shit. talk to anybody yeah. about anything, much less about right. where he bats in the order, you know? Yeah, but you're – see, you're missing it. It's still the same problems, though. He mesmerizes people with his physique and his potential. He does. He still mesmerizes people, and they get caught up in it. Like, yeah, I know it's been rough, but this is the year. This is the year, Yon Moncada. He's, tw- he's 28. can't hit a curveball. Yeah, he's 28. He's actually going to have a, one of his better years in a while. He is I'd what watch. he is. It's going to happen. I'm saying it right now. I'm not saying it just to say it. I actually like him this season. I think he's going to have one of his better seasons just because he's been so blase and had issues he's with injuries. Shit. He's been shit the last two years. So, yeah. Yon Moncada. Yon Moncada. Hey, there it no. is. <laughs> Michael Govier, break the tiebreaker. Dylan Cease, innings. Oh, over or under. This is really tough because I could see the White Sox maybe trying to like, hey, let's just uh, let's not have him get injured or anything before we trade him. So maybe there's some starts that are skipped or something, and maybe it comes under because of that. That would be the only reason I would guess that. Otherwise, it should be over. He should crack 170 innings. He did 177 last year, but I'm gonna go uh, ride the pine by a hair because that's mm. still not a bad season. He could have 160 innings, and that's okay, but. That's yep. still right the pie. Uh, let's go to how about this guy right here? The one and only, the man, the myth, the legend, Lucas Giolito. Remember him? He's still alive. He's still alive. Now he's pitching for the Red Sox. He was a White Sox. Now he's a Red Sox. And in between, he was a guardian, and he's just falling off the face of the earth. However, Zips is feeling the funk on a nasty dunk. I tell you what, they're excited. They're thinking this is the year of Lucas Giolito. Can you believe this, guys? Just kidding. Uh, they got him at a 4.51 ERA. Shine around the pine on a 4.51 ERA from Lucas Giolito this season. Hammer the over, Lucas Giolito. In that division, in that ballpark, no thank you. I want no part of Lucas Giolito. I think the case could probably still be there. I think he could probably put up a very similar season to what he did last year, but uh, I don't think the resurgence is going to happen in Boston, especially in that division. So, hell no on Lucas Giolito. <laughs> Britain. 
he's going to get lit up like Vegas on a Saturday night, especially yes, now sir. on the East Coast. He can't play early day games. He gets, <laughs> Patriots Day game. The, the Patriots Day game, he gave up six earned runs in the first two innings or something ridiculous, and now he's going to do that every start. This is the worst. <laughs> this is one of the worst signings the Sox have ever done. You, he, he has talked. Wow, I'm even, dude! I'm not even kidding. He has literally talked about. I am not a morning, early afternoon guy. I'm a late. I'm a late guy. <laughs> I'm a late guy. Are, he, look, are he, him and Anthony Rendon hanging out? He and Anthony oh, Rendon hanging boy. out. Like, like Giolito is going to be the biggest bust. That that's my insane prediction. I guess it's not that insane because he got five ERA last year. But Lucas Giolito okay. is going to be the biggest bust as far as SP ones, which is what he's listed at at the Red Sox now. But yeah, he he's going to he's going to get shelled. I'll take the over all day, and anytime he pitches at a one Eastern PM game, I, I'm going to I'm going to go out and get the plasma. Did y'all ever do that? You know, you, <laughs> you go and get the the plasma for fifty dollars. You get hooked yeah, up to sure. a machine. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna bet all my plasma on whoever plays Lucas Giolito at a at a noon Central start. He's, he's gonna give it up. Tough times. Got to donate that plasma. Stay alive so you can eat that ramen. I get it. I hear you. I will say this, guys. Last year, he did. Don't do a, it, Michael Govier. Don't do it. He did have a 4.21 Sierra compared to his 4.88 ERA. So that is interesting. That does show maybe he had a little bit of bad luck. Also had a whip of only 1.31. It wasn't like he had a Jack Flaherty's whip was in the 1.5s. That's crazy, right? And he also threw over 180 innings last year. So I'm doing it. I I still think, I don't know if it was just some bad luck or if this is like the eternal decline, but he's out there. He's throwing. He's consistent enough. I think he's going to come under this. I'm going to shine it. Shine it that he gets under this ERA total. For this season, although Giolito's funny, he, he's had one good year, one, yeah. and he gets this huge contract. It's well, he's had it's some funny. decent years too. He's had some solid years. Didn't he get traded twice last year? If that, yes. if I'm not mistaken, yeah, he went to the Angels, <laughs> the Angels, yeah, the, Guardians, the Guardians, and now he's in Boston. Yeah, it's been a busy, busy. Uh, he's yeah. racked up Hot the potato. He has uh, racked up the uh, frequent flyer miles. <laughs> we'll be right back after this. Palazzo. Uh, okay, last one, and then we'll get out of here. <laughs> oh, I love this show. Okay, let's do, or does it, no, I'm going to pick, and you guys just have to live with it. Let's do it. Tyler Glasnow, the new Dodger, folks. Ooh. He's on the scene, and he is pissed. I I could go a lot of different directions here, but I think I'm most curious, whether we agree or not, that he can have an ERA under 3.58. 3.58 ERA this season for Tyler Glass now. Shine or ride the pine. Go ahead, Britton. Uh I I think he's going to be great uh for the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. So I'm you know, his injury history is like, you know, obviously a red flag, but I think the Dodgers are going to know how to how to work him. I think he is going to be pumped and excited to play at Los Angeles. So, yeah, I mean, he's ultra talented. Um, yeah, I, I, I like the under. I, I like uh, I like his ERA. I think he's going to be a star. Uh, I think he's going to be an ace this year. So I'll take. Let's know. Oh yeah, you're fired up. Absolutely. Uh, wow, dude. Uh, what about you, Mikey? Under over three point five eight ERA. I'm going to let you answer first. Okay. I'm still thinking this one over. Uh, to me, 
next. I was trying to decide whether we should do his innings or his ERA because I thought it'd also be really interesting to see if we could do his innings, which is at 118. They projected him for 118 innings. Pitched That's 120. Really yeah, that is. He pitched 120 last year coming off injury, right? So I think Tyler Glass now, the prime of his career in the hands of the Dodgers. Boy, it just seems like a match made in heaven. Yep. Uh, Andrew Good Friedman, defense. former Rays guy. Right, maybe he knows a thing or two about this dude that he likes. I'm gonna say under. I'm gonna say that he could have the best season of his career and an ERA that approaches right around like 3.1. I really do. I'm shining. It's, it. it's it's really close for me, guys. I I think he can have an ERA. What was the number again? Sorry, 3.58. Yeah, I think he can have an ERA in the low three, low to mid threes, like a like a three. I could very well see him with a with a three two. I just don't know if they're going to fully unleash him after his <clears throat> injury last year. Um, and with so many arms in that rotation and in the, on that team, yeah. Um, which will obviously help, hopefully, his case with ERA if he pitches well, but. I'm not really scared of that ballpark or um, in that division, mind you. Uh, but I love the player. I'm really rooting for him, uh, and he looks like Cillian Murphy, so uh, <laughs> which which is fun. So Oppenheimer, uh, he's gonna blow up. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'll take the under. I'll take the under. I'm with you guys. Oh, he's shining it. Okay. Did y'all yeah. like Oppenheimer? I saw it once, Britain, and it's okay. I thought it was. I need to see it like three more times. There's like 80 people in that movie I need to be keeping track of. And I know the way I said it, you know, shows you how I feel about it. Like, did, did you like Oppenheimer? Like, I thought, it, I thought I thought the acting was great. I I don't know. I just. Uh, it was all over the place. It was. Yeah. It was math for me. Yeah. It was all over the place. I was like, what? I, I know the story a little bit, but I like, I have to seriously, you cannot watch Oppenheimer once. Don't tell me otherwise, because there's too much going on. There just is. Yeah, it's intense, and you know the, the the director Christopher Nolan is probably the best, one of the best directors. Oh yeah, uh, out there now. other yeah. than Wes Anderson, who directed the best movie ever, Rushmore. <laughs> but then you know he also directed the worst movie too. So it's kind of like, oh, what do you, you know, what do you do? Here we go. We couldn't we couldn't get it in. We were this close, and we were yeah. this well, close. No, we hey man, but he's been on the record, and he wants to continue to act a fool. Is, Chris, call, is, so. is Oppenheimer Christopher Nolan's? Um, Royal Tenenbaums, you think? I mean, it's not that bad. Look, it's not that no, bad. No, no, Florence, no, no, no. Florence Pugh is awesome. And Ten- Tenenbaums yeah. doesn't have anything like her. So, True. you know, who, who knows? Lock it in. Uh, Chance, as a reminder, in 12 days, Blotso Podcast will be interviewing uh, Negro League's president of the Negro League Museum, Bob Kendrick, in what should be a powerful episode about lives being changed in baseball history. I love it, Chad. Thank you so much for doing this, man. I really am glad that Bob Kendrick's going to be, be on. We're going to have Bob Kendrick's going to be on Palazzo. That's awesome. I mean, that's we're all about that stuff here, you know? So that's we do deal. appreciate the legacy that they're maintaining there at the Negro Leagues Museum. Thank you very much. Lock that in. Thanks, Chad. Good stuff. All right. So there it is. We're out of here. That's draft 2024. Stretching strategy prep two. It's part two. Uh, we're going to do several more parts because we still got. I'm not, uh, by the way. Uh, opening day, May tw- uh, March 20th. I don't acknowledge that. Opening day is at the end of the month. I don't give a shit that there's a Korean series. It's cool. I mean, you know, spread, spread the bame around. Spread the bame. I'm done. I'm out. Fuck this. All right. Plotso Podcast. Two L's, two Z's. Britton Allen. Mike Virginia. I'm Mike Govier. Don't forget, Utah. Follow Britton Allen. Give me two. two. T's, two L's on Twitter. Underscore Mike VA. MJ Govier. Uh, 
But I do acknowledge opening day actually happens on March like 31st, not March 20th. It's too soon. We don't want draft season to end too soon. We got a lot more to give you. So we're going to have five or six more shows before opening day. Faux show. Hope you enjoyed it. Let us know if you didn't. Don't forget to review this show. Palazzo. Now time to turn it over to Russell Crowe. Master and Commander style. Bye-bye. Right, lads. Now, I know there's not a faint heart among you. And I know you're as anxious as I am to get into close action. But we must bring him right up beside us before we spring this trap. That will test our nerve. And discipline will count just as much as courage. The Acheron is a tough nut to crack. More than twice our guns, more than twice our numbers. And they will sell their lives dearly. They mean to take us as a prize. (laughs) And we are worth more to them undamaged. Their greed will be their downfall. England is under threat of invasion. And though we be on the far side of the world, this ship is our home. This ship is England. So it's every hand to his rope or gun, quicks the word and sharps the action. After all, surprise is on our side. (laughs) Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.